quite a big secret. People are smart. They can handle it. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Ah, yes. Tommy Lee Jones, Men in Black. Michael whipped that one out on me, uh, surprised me, see if I could tell what it was from. It was a bit of a quiz. <laughs> Tommy Lee and Will Smith. Did Will Smith slap him after that? <laughs> Unfortunately for Will Smith, I think that's going to be uh, what he is most known for. Not even his movies, but for that slap at the Oscars, right, of Chris Rock over uh, his wife's hair, Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett Smith. The Washington Times actually covers the news, unlike the Washington Post. Their banner headline is, Hunter Biden's sentencing deal crumbles. Judge demands more details on immunity from further charges. By Jeff Murdoch, who's an actual news reporter, works at the Washington Times It's where you might find actual news reporters. There are actual news reporters. They are a little harder to find than they used to be. Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty to tax fraud and gun charge after a federal judge put the brakes on a no-jail deal struck between prosecutors, the Justice Department, and defense attorneys, defense attorneys, who Andrew McCarthy says were in cahoots with one another. The scuttled deal would have allowed President Biden's son to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and escape a charge of falsifying a federal background check form to buy a firearm. Crackhead that he is. U.S. District Court Judge Mary Ellen Norica, uh, who was appointed by President Trump, questioned the uh, constitutionality of the deal. Oh, the Constitution getting in the way again. Constitutionality of the deal on the gun charge, which would have spared Hunter Biden any prosecution if he completed a court diversion program. It was a diversion program. And uh, the judge was uh, having none of it. She was wonderful. I will not accept or reject this plea deal, Noriega told Hunter Biden and his attorneys. It seems to me you're saying just rubber stamp the agreement, Your Honor. And uh, she said, no, I'm not going to do that because she's not a hack. She believes in the rule of law in the United States of America. The judge forced prosecutors uh, and uh, acknowledged that Hunter Biden remain under criminal investigation. The prosecutor said, oh, yeah, he's still under criminal investigation. And she said, so wait a minute, we're giving him immunity during an ongoing investigation and you may discover additional crimes next week or next month or next year and he'll have immunity? And they said, oh, yeah, sure, that's the deal that we cut because we're filthy. We're so corrupt that we stink from a distance. It's amazing. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. So uh, great stuff and all kinds of uh, back and forth. Uh, great stuff. Also on the front page of the Washington Times today by Susan Friccio, the wonderful Susan Friccio. Prosecutors track lucrative dealings abroad for foreign agent violations. Now, again, the Foreign Agent Registration Act um, is an important law. And if you're a Republican, you're prosecuted for that at the drop of a hat if you talk to somebody at dinner. But um, if you're a member of the Biden family, you don't have to worry about that very much. 
So uh, good things happened yesterday. Also on the front page of the Washington Times because they cover the news and the Washington Post doesn't. Witnesses say UFOs, no joking matter. Technology poses serious danger. And we've got some of that for you today, too. And they changed the name of UFOs. They're no longer UFOs. Now they're <laughs> unexplained. What is it? They're unexplained. <laughs> um, uh, anomalous phenomena. <laughs> anomalous phenomena. The plural of phenomenon. And uh, that was, uh, that was, there was some embarrassing. Uh, that's the most embarrassing thing of all, perhaps. Why would you bother changing the name of UFOs to something ridiculous? But never mind that. And the Democrats are busy on Capitol Hill trying to uh, guarantee more child genital mutilation in the United States of America. But before we uh, move on to uh, to some of that, let's go to uh, let's go to cringe because cringe yesterday at the White House. She's the White House spokesmodel for uh, Joseph Robinette Biden, and she was asked by a reporter about the Hunter Biden ongoing thing. And of course, they can't answer, see, can't answer any questions because their defense has always been there's an ongoing investigation. Then when they got into court yesterday, the judge said, there's an ongoing investigation? And they said, yes. And they're like, well, why would I agree to appeal a, 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 a plea deal when there's an ongoing investigation and more charges might be forthcoming? And this plea deal guarantees immunity going forward in the future for additional charges. Why would I agree to that? And they said, um, uh, uh, because we're hoping that you are as corrupt as we are. And she said, well, I'm not as corrupt as you are. I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. I'm adding a little bit of color to the uh, back and forth. But Cringe was asked about this yesterday and gave this complete BS answer. Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and this was a personal matter for him. Personal matter As for him. As we've said, the president, the first lady, they love their son, and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. Obviously, they support him. And uh, how many decades is it going to take for him to rebuild his life? Maybe rebuild his life. He's been taking in millions and millions of dollars from Ukraine and Romania and communist China, all these crazy energy deals. He's a private citizen. Well, he's a son of the president of the United States who's living in the White House, who is in business with the president of the United States, and the president of the United States and his son in business together, even though Joe Biden has denied it publicly again and again, taking in millions and millions of dollars and then not reporting it for tax purposes, which is no problem. And then you get misdemeanor charges just for him and uh, not for Joe Biden. Did Joe Biden declare all these millions of dollars from Ukraine and China? On his income taxes, I wonder. Private citizen, it's a personal matter. And we've got nothing to say about that. The president and the first lady love their son. It's not really Jill's son. And if you look at Jill on the balcony on the 4th of July, the Truman balcony at the White House, she didn't look like she was loving him at that moment while he was rubbing his nose and pacing back and forth and pulling his hair out. Uh, never mind that. Uh, the Speaker of the entire House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, uh, also brought this up yesterday when uh, a reporter asked a question. They're trying to sink McCarthy by asking him about Biden, but he answered uh, in classic Kevin McCarthy style. You have the president saying one thing that we've proven is not true. You've got IRS whistleblowers saying something when it comes to government treating the Bidens different. You've got an informant claiming that the Biden family had been... <laughs> 
bribe, should you ignore that or should investigate that? The only way you can investigate that is through an impeachment inquiry. Through an impeachment inquiry, which he's advocating, and I'm in favor of that. Let's begin an impeachment inquiry. And uh, that does give them additional legal authorities to collect more information, perhaps to subpoena people, have them appear before the Congress under oath, which doesn't seem to have much force of law at this point. Greg Jarrett is a lawyer and legal analyst on the Fox News Channel. And uh, he was on there this morning. I was watching the television very early. And, gee, what does this whole thing look like, given what we learned yesterday, thanks to the judge? This was always a rigged investigation and a crooked plea deal. And I think the judge saw right through it. And so she asked these relevant questions. She said, wait a minute, I've never seen anything like that. Is, is there any precedence for this? Sheepishly, the prosecutor said, uh, well, uh, no, Your Honor. And then she asked the other important question. You're saying publicly that uh, the investigation is ongoing. You still might charge Hunter Biden with further crimes. Yet you've got this clause in here giving him blanket immunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's when it all began to unravel like a ball of yarn on a downward spiral. A ball of yarn on a downward spiral? Have you ever seen a ball of yarn on a downward spiral? But it did start to unravel. And blanket immunity was the key to the whole thing. That's how crooked this whole, and it was just, and it was hiding in there. There are, you know, hundreds of pages and hiding in there. Oh, yeah, uh, total blanket immunity for Hunter Biden going forward, no matter what we find about additional tax charges in China and bribery and money laundering and violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Uh, He will be immune from prosecution uh, regarding all of those issues as the investigation is ongoing. And it was done with a wink and a nod between the Justice Department, so-called, and uh, you have your your Delaware U.S. attorney, who's the guy that has been, oh, we trust him. Oh, he's a Trump appointee after he was twice an Obama appointee and recommended by two Democrat senators from Delaware. No problem. Just leave those things out. The most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore, power to ignore Uh, Which brings me back to the Washington Times today and their commentary section written by Gerald Laval. Illusion by misdirection. Mainstream media focuses on Trump, comma, ignores mounting Biden scandals. And uh, that's exactly right. And it's, it's good to be a Democrat because they just don't cover it. The most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. All right, let's go to uh, Congressman, now former Congressman, Republican Congressman, Wisconsin, Sean Duffy. His uh, lovely wife is Rachel Campos, Rachel uh, Campos Duffy, who you may see on the Fox News Channel. Uh, Former Congressman Sean Duffy on the television this morning talking about the prosecution. And Greg Jarrett was right, the whole thing that, I'm sorry, blanket immunity going forward during an ongoing investigation. What kind of banana boat are you people operating Uh, Former Congressman Sean Duffy. I think what happened here was there was uh, an unspoken or unwritten deal between the prosecutor and and Hunter Biden that no more prosecutions were going to come. There was going to be immunity on everything else. But they didn't want to say that on the record. When the judge asked, they were like, we, we actually can't say that. We can't let the American people know that on what should be felony tax evasion charges and a felony gun charge, 
We're going to give them misdemeanors in a deferred prosecution agreement. And with that, we're not going to charge them on any of the other crimes. I think that was a step too far for the Department of Justice. And therefore, they had to say, listen, uh, there is no immunity here. And that's when Hunter Biden stood up and walked away. Which, by the way, that, that Hunter Biden had the view that he's in a powerful position here with all of these crimes. It's like, do you guys not know who my daddy is? Do you guys not know who my daddy is? That's what the whole thing is about. That's what all of this is about. From being vice chairman of the board of Amtrak to being on the board of directors of Burisma, a gas company in Ukraine, to being an executive working with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party-run energy company in China, to whatever the hell's going on with uh, Romania and the money coming out of Romania and the millions and millions of dollars pouring in uh, for what services exactly? Amazing. Let's uh, let's go to the phones, Michael. Let's go to Ken calling from Illinois. Ken, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I, I wanted to bring the one bright spot of the hearing yesterday that I haven't heard you talk about today, that uh, Hunter Biden has to get a job <laughs> and go, have random drug tests. How is that going to play for him? <laughs> well, he has to show up, and he had, and he's going to say he's got a job. It's influence peddling. He's an <laughs> international influence peddler. It's true. Judge Marilyn Norica uh, did set conditions for uh, Hunter Biden. He has to actively seek employment. That doesn't mean he has to get a job. He just has to act- actively seek employment. Not use alcohol. Yeah, who's, uh, who's watching? Uh, not use illicit drugs. Sure. Submit to drug testing and not possess a firearm. Those are the conditions going forward. But, you know, the thing is, Ken, he's got to show up for drug tests and for alcohol tests. And I don't expect that he's going to do that. Do you? Well, I'd hope so. But but we'll just have to wait, watch and see what happens. But, uh, I mean, that was a step stipulation from the judge. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And she's a good oh. judge, right? I mean, I think we can respect... Um, uh, Mary Ellen, I think she did a great job yesterday. Uh, I get so tired to hear the news media say the judge was appointed by uh, Donald Trump. Everyone appointed by Donald Trump. Uh, so, so that makes him bad? Yes, that's exactly right. That's the media code, and it's not much yes. of a code, but that's it. And, of course, if they're appointed by uh, uh, Clinton or Obama or Biden, then they're perfectly legitimate because they side with the party every single time. And that's what they were counting on. And by the way, she was appointed uh, by President Trump at the request of the two Democrat senators from the state of Delaware. President Trump didn't have a, a stadium full of lawyers wanting to be conservative jurists. It's hard to find uh, conservatives who say, hey, I want to be a crooked judge for the rest of my life. Apparently, it's very easy for Democrats to do the same thing with crooked Democrat lawyers who want to be judges and serve the party instead of the rule of law and the Constitution. Um, good good point, Ken. I'm glad you brought it up because I did want to talk about that. Hey, I've got breaking news. President Biden's plan to introduce the digital dollar is already underway, and it is vital to understand the potential consequences of this move. Contrary to their claims, as you might expect, this big scheme is not in your best interest. And time is of the essence, so taking action now is a great idea. It's absolutely necessary to protect yourself and your future, your financial future, your savings, your retirement. 
You can help protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. Call the experts at American Alternative Assets. They are great. Call them today, 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5360. Get your guidance on safeguarding your retirement and your savings and your financial future. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5360. Call them now. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, and we have uh, space aliens coming up, testimony on Capitol Hill. And the Democrats are angrily advocating for child genital mutilation and a lot more of it. That's all coming up. 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, well, we do have space aliens coming up for you. Right now, I want to get to a, a moment that occurred yesterday involving a uh, Senate Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, the turtle. He uh, took to the podium and he started to speak, and he had what a lot of people thought was a stroke uh, because he kind of lost his train and then stopped speaking altogether. It sounded like this. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we're on a path to finishing the NDA. Uh, this week has been good bipartisan cooperation. NDA. And a string of... Uh, now he just stops talking, and he's kind of got a blank look on his face. There are a number of other senators standing behind him, Republican senators, and uh, he was escorted away from the podium and the cameras by friendly Republican senators who just kind of marched him off to the side, and he stood there for a while. Now, he did come back after a period of time, and uh, and he spoke, and he sounded his normal self after a little while. But he had an episode. He had a moment yesterday. He certainly did. UFOs are no longer uh, UFOs. Now they're UAPs, UAPs. Unidentified anomalous phenomena. Because somebody in the government decided it would be a good idea to change UFOs to UAPs. Unidentified anomalous, not aerial, but anomalous phenomena, not phenomenon, but phenomena, the plural of phenomenon, because there are a whole bunch of them. It's uh, pretty amazing. And there was a hearing on Capitol Hill yesterday. 
Um, boy, they're whistleblowers, and they're talking about a multi-decade UFO cover-up, basically, a program uh, that captures UFOs uh, or UAPs, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. And uh, some of the news media were on it because everybody likes to talk about UFOs. Or, uh, I, you know, I kind of I, I object to this UAP thing. How is a UAP different from uh, UFO? Uh, and the terminology we've been using since certainly the 1950s, right? Now here we are in 2023. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. mm mm the big UFO hearing former military officials made a series of mystifying claims about unidentified aerial phenomena uh, under oath at Wednesday's congressional hearing. And some news organizations I noticed are saying that UAP is unidentified aerial phenomena and phenomena and uh, phenomena, but na 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 na, phenomena, but na na na. But uh, the others are saying that it's unidentified anomalous phenomena, which sounds more governmental, doesn't it? Honestly. Hey, government, you're fired. You're so fired. The Washington Times does have the story because they cover the news. Witnesses say UFOs, no joking matter, technology poses serious danger. By Ben Wolfgang. His last name is Wolfgang. That's pretty true. That's uh, pretty cool, rather. Uh, objects that can maintain Mach 1 speeds even in the face of gale force winds, aircraft with no visible means of lift or propulsion, no wings or engines, phenomena that seem to operate outside of the known aerodynamic principles that we expect for objects that fly in our atmosphere. Those are some of the striking descriptions that former U.S. military personnel used when recounting their encounters with UFOs. Witnesses, under oath, mind you, told lawmakers Wednesday that the unexplained phenomena in American skies pose significant national security threats and that the federal government must share more information with the public. In a worst-case scenario, they said, an adversary, human or otherwise, could use technology to conduct surgical military missions at a level that is difficult to imagine with today's understanding of science and aviation. Now, that's pretty good stuff. And the Washington Times has unexplained aerial phenomena. Other news, organiza- other news organizations have unexplained anomalous phenomena. And... Um, you know, just try to keep up with the government's ever-changing language and the abbreviations and the acronyms. And it's like we've all got to become government, uh, you know, spooks, military people, uh, speaking the, the language, adopting the lexicon. Let's go to, uh, let's go to some audio from uh, yesterday's big hearing because I like uh, UFOs and the discussion of UFOs. I think it's uh, fun, you know. I, uh, the original movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still, is great fun. You know, Clatu um, comes to Earth from uh, a galaxy far, far away to warn us that our rudimentary understanding of nuclear energy and nuclear power could lead uh, to trouble if the, uh, you know, the interplanetary, intergalactic powers decide that we have become a threat. And Clatu, uh, and he's smarter than everybody, and, and it's great. And, of course, as soon as he lands, somebody shoots him on the mall in uh, Washington, D.C. But let's go to uh, let's go to the audio from the hearing yesterday because 
it was a lot of fun. I didn't get watch the get to watch the whole hearing, but I I watched pieces of it and and uh, talked about it last night on the Newsmax show as well at 9 p.m. Uh, for a little bit. Now uh, let's go to let's go to the um, one of the lead witnesses, David Grush. Grush, it's Grush. David Grush. Uh, these uh, he identifies as a UFO whistleblower, right? And he is a former U.S. Air Force officer and former intelligence officer as well. And uh, Grush was testifying yesterday on Capitol Hill. And he seems credible enough, except he did say at one point that uh, um, at least much of what he was hearing or what he was talking about yesterday, he heard from someone else. And it uh, wasn't his firsthand experience. But a uh, U.S. Air Force and, and an intelligence officer after the Air Force for one of your many, you know, the geospatial intelligence uh, agency, and uh, David Grush yesterday on Capitol Hill. Following concerning reports from multiple esteemed and credentialed current and former military and intelligence community individuals that the U.S. government is operating with secrecy above congressional oversight uh, with regards to UAPs. UAPs. See, he uses UAPs and... uh, because, you know, it's, it, you're on the inside if you use UAPs, but you're not on the inside if you don't use UAPs. If you're still saying UFOs, then, you know, you're not up to speed on the latest UAP uh, intel knock, see? Because you got that going. Uh, a Republican congressman, Tim Burchett from uh, Tennessee, had a uh, question for him because this is, this is kind of fun. He, was, he had talked about this before, so Congressman Burchett asked him about it. So are you telling me that people have been harmed and people may have even been murdered, perhaps by the U.S. government, who are trying to keep secrets about space aliens on Earth? Congressman Burchett, Republican ten- Tennessee, Tim Burchett, talking to uh, David Grush. Do you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes. Personally. Have you heard? Have anyone been murdered that you would th- that you know of or have heard of? I guess I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. I have to be careful asking that question. Well, you didn't ask the question. You have to be careful answering the question. And I thought that was a little bit uh, a little bit odd. Uh, after the Air Force, uh, he went to work for the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. We like to call it the NGA. You know. The NGA, talking about UAPs, used to be UFOs, but uh, ASAP, uh, uh, persona non grata, whatever. So it was, uh, I, it was interesting. I thought perhaps um, a little bit thin on, uh, on meaty facts. Congresswoman Nancy Mace um, asked a question because she had been told, hey, wait a minute, the U.S. government has the bodies of space aliens that flew here in alien spacecraft and crashed into the earth uh, like, uh, you know, we were just talking about a few minutes ago. They have the technology to fly from galaxy to galaxy. Uh, but, uh, you know, as uh, Ronnie said, then they get here and they don't have the technology to avoid crashing into the planet. That seems, well, perhaps inexplicable. Uh, Nancy Mace asked about the bodies of the aliens. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? 
as I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. With direct knowledge, the people he spoke to with direct knowledge suggesting that he does not have direct knowledge and that he is not currently involved with the program. So the crash craft, and Nancy Mace asked the question, he answered the question, David Grush, U.S. Air Force, National Geospatial, and uh, uh, biologics, we call them biologics because that's, you know, when we're talking uh, UAPs, you got to talk biologics. Got to use the language, the jargon, the lingo. Otherwise, you're not on the inside. And so we have the biologics. Now, um, I think my natural follow-up would be, did you, for retaliatory reasons, for any other reason, conduct uh, rectal or anal, anal probes on any of these um, bodies of the space aliens? And <clears throat> now that you know we have the bodies and there, we're encountering them here, uh, the biologics of the space aliens, um, do we have to give them health care? Because, you know, we give health care to illegal aliens that come across our southern border. And the vote. And the vote. you got to give them, I mean, how quickly do they get to vote? The Democrats might have new voters here. And I think that we should have gift baskets for them just like all other illegal aliens. Do they come in legally? Well, that's uh, more complicated perhaps. But uh, do they get apartments or hotel rooms in New York City like other illegal aliens? And... Um, uh, honestly, do, do we do they get uh, benefits, Social Security? Do they because the Democrats they want to give they want to give a lot of stuff away. Then there is a uh, retired U.S. Navy commander and pilot, David Fravor, who was testifying yesterday as well, and he's talking to uh, the committee. He's under oath and. Um, you know, hey, where's the government on all this? What concerns me is that there's no oversight from our elected officials on anything associated with our government processing or working on craft. The, uh, there is no uh, congressional oversight, and he's, that's why he's a whistleblower, and he's come forward. And uh, he also, I believe he was involved in the, in the incident where U.S. Navy pilots off of an aircraft carrier, I believe it was the Nimitz, got video of crazy flying objects darting around in the sky uh, going, you know, Mach 2 in that direction and then turning on a dime and going in the other direction. Um, but it's uh, it's a fascinating subject. And these guys, yeah, you got to take them seriously until you don't take them seriously, I guess. <clears throat> the unidentified aerial phenomena or the unidentified anomalous phenomena, phenomena the, uh, the UAPs, you know, the possibility of extraterrestrial life, video footage of close encounters, media reports, uh, eyewitness testimony, federal investigations uh, help shedding light on the issue. And, you know, this is this is fun on some level. And, you know, you sound crazy if you're a Navy pilot and you start talking about this stuff. But there are videos that are pretty wild uh, and some famous videos. The uh, commander Fravor recounted his 2004 encounter with a UFO, the Washington Times reports which was captured in what is widely known as the Tic Tac video, T-I-C-T-A-C, Tic Tac video. Uh, Navy aircraft from the uh, aircraft carrier, the USS Nimitz, grabbed footage of the oblong object behaving very oddly in our atmosphere. And uh, Commander Fravor. The Tic Tac object we engaged in 2004 was far superior to anything that we had on time, have today, or are looking to develop in the next 10 years. Or looking to develop in the next 10 years. 
Um, uh, last night, the uh, the liberal person on our panel on the Newsmax program at 9 p.m. Eastern, um, Jason Nichols, a college professor, he said, you know, I believe that these things are out there, but I just think that they're U.S. military programs that we haven't revealed yet. And and um, look, and then the truth is we're working on the next generation as unmanned vehicles. So if you're talking about an object, a flying object turning on a dime, that would crush a human being in the cockpit. You got to take into account that we're building these unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs, that are going to be capable of quite remarkable things. But uh, Commander, now former Navy Commander David Fravor. Based off of each of your experiences and observations, do you believe UAPs pose a potential threat to our national security? UAPs. Yes. And there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing we could do about it. We could uh, shoot them real good, I think. Ryan Graves, another former Navy pilot. Navy pilots are, are great, aren't they? Uh, another former Navy pilot uh, talks about a uh, sighting, a, an important sighting. During a training mission in Warning Area Whiskey 72, Whiskey 10 miles 72. off the coast of Virginia Beach, two F-18 Super Hornets were split by a UAP. The object, described as a dark gray or a black cube inside of a clear sphere, came within 50 feet of the lead aircraft and was estimated to be 5 to 15 feet in diameter. The mission commander terminated the flight immediately and returned base. Our squadron submitted a safety report but there was no official acknowledgement of the incident and no further mechanism to report the sightings. Off the, Soon uh, these encounters became so frequent that air crew would discuss the risk of UAP as part of their regular pre-flight briefs. Regular pre-flight flight briefs in the, uh, uh, in the ready room. Um, that's good stuff. F-18s, uh, uh, something bizarre flew between them. Uh, it was a, a cube inside of a clear sphere. Uh, and uh, 5 to 15 feet away. And they saw it. They're not crazy. They're Navy pilots. It's, you know, it's it's a wild, wild world, isn't it? And uh, that's uh, fun stuff. And and uh, does the Washington Post even have a story on it? Uh, I don't think they do. They don't cover the news. Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. She's saying that Prince song, Nothing Compares to You, sounded miserable. She she died yesterday. Nobody's saying how she died yesterday. But I've got a bit of information for you on that just ahead. So Sinead O'Connor, Irish singer from long ago, uh, died yesterday at the age of 56. And nobody's saying what the cause of death was, which, you know, usually is a clue. But uh, Irish music legend, she sang one song that was big and really groaning and whiny and depressing and nothing compares to you, which she didn't even write. Prince wrote it. She tore up the picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live and kind of got famous for that. Um, She converted to Islam in 2018 and became very, very vocal uh, about uh, that and how she was always a Muslim. She just didn't know it. It's like trans-religionism or something. And uh, mother of four... Her 17-year-old son, Shane, committed suicide uh, last year, and she said it was the most terrible thing that ever happened to her, and she loved her son. And, um, and it's a terrible thing, and I'm uh, sorry she's gone, but she's, you know, um, she was a mess. She had mental health problems for years, and, uh, you know, Godspeed, Sinead O'Connor, but uh, I, we wanted to play some of the Frank Sinatra Saturday Night Live uh, stuff for you, but we just don't have enough time. And now I've got to go to another hearing on Capitol Hill today where a uh, woman who tried to convert to being a man 
by the name of Chloe Cole is testifying. She detransitioned, and she's warning the world about child genital mutilation. Here is Chloe Cole. My name is Chloe Cole, and I am a detransitioner. Another way to put that would be, I used to believe that I was born in the wrong body, and the adults in my life, whom I trusted, affirmed my belief, and this caused me lifelong irreversible harm. I speak to you today as a victim of one of the biggest medical scandals in the history of the United States of America. I speak to you in the hope that you will have the courage to bring the scandal to an end and ensure that other vulnerable teenagers, children, and young adults don't go through what I went through. The Democrats are spending all their time attacking the Republicans to try to, who are trying to prevent child genital mutilation. Chloe Cole on her efforts to get back to being a normal woman, but it's hard. After surgery, my grades in school plummeted. Everything that I went through did nothing to address my underlying mental health issues that I had. And my doctors, with their theories on gender, thought that all my problems would go away as soon as I was surgically transformed into something that vaguely resembled a boy. Their theories were wrong. The drugs and surgeries changed my body, but they did not and could not change the basic reality that I am and forever will be a female. Well, am and will forever be a female. We mean just uh, uh, taking the knife to you didn't make you a man? When my specialists first told my parents that they could have a dead daughter or a live transgender son, I wasn't suicidal. I was a happy child who struggled because she was different. However, at 16, after my surgery, I did become suicidal. I'm doing better now. But my parents almost got the dead daughter promised to them by my doctors. My doctors had almost created the very nightmare they said they were trying to avoid. Uh, but the Democrats want more child genital mutilation and child uh, psychological abuse. Jerry Nadler is among them. But the facts do not justify the fears that Republicans and their political allies gin up over the fairness of trans girls participating in girls' athletic teams, nor the further stigma it attaches to transgender children. Right, yeah, boys competing as girls, men competing as women. Yeah, that all seems even, Stephen, fair and square. All that Title IX stuff, uh, be damned. The Democrat Party is very unwell on a number of levels, and just one of them is this gender issue that they have. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.